the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. Man, oh man, ever since Patrick Swayze died, country's gone to hell. Democrats, never Trumpers, pseudo-intellectual libertarians. You did this. You're the one who put in this 80-year-old dimwit moron. The rest of it's just kabuki theater as we sink deeper and deeper every day into the quicksand of socialist failure. Let's just have a few laughs while doing it. Because, you know, as I listen to Jerome Powell during the break, this is beyond (laughs) stupid. He's going to raise the rates again a quarter point to curb inflation, which he started with his moronic policies and the correction that they're spewing, this textbook correction. This is going to create hyperinflation because the last thing the people need as everything goes higher is for their credit cards to go higher in conjunction with rising costs. That's how you bankrupt citizens. And that's what they're telling you will cure you. These are pseudo-intellectual morons who like the system the way it is because as you get poorer, they get richer and more powerful. And that is the destruction of our capitalist system. This is not capitalism. It hasn't been for decades. It's a Keynesian soiree where the government has been trying to regulate and backdoor nationalize all businesses. But most importantly, the energy sector. And they have successfully done it, which is why you are on your knees. The idea that we're $5 a gallon or damn near, and that's if you have a junk car and you pump the regular gas. If you got a decent car, you're paying for the premium or the middle grade or whatever the hell it is. It's one giant fraud perpetrated on you. And in the meantime, these multimillionaires called representatives keep their insider trading scam going. Oh, but they do. And they're doubling down on it. So... This story isn't going to be on any other radio show because most of these radio shows are occupied by moron, talking point idiots, like that Irish gypsy who used to be on this station. And what they do is they're just going to tell you nonsense with no, no real theory or understanding of it and certainly no answer. I do the opposite. What the government is doing right now is exactly the wrong thing to do. Exactly the wrong thing. Jerome Powell is in on the scam. He's an American oligarch, and they're going to continue to misuse their power, their regulations, as laws that are going to backdoor nationalize businesses. Because while all this is going on, and affirmative action, Jackson, and all the, who is she going to get in? You might as well make her the Supreme Court, head Supreme Court, put Carney B in the other spot after they successfully get rid of Clarence Thomas and the rest of it. Because the court has been bastardized ever since they bought off Roberts to rewrite Obamacare and forever put the yoke of failure of a of a of a socialist health care system that's destroyed our health care 
as we continue to double down on stupid. But what the SEC did today, and no one's going to talk about, is outrageous. Because like one of those phony Democrat mafia cement companies, they laid the groundwork for another tax on you, a carbon tax. Because what they do to companies gets done to you. Hi, Carl, and they are meeting as we speak, getting ready for a vote. But in a statement, SEC Chairman Gary Gensler said this would provide investors with consistent, comparable, and decision-useful information for making their investment decisions and would... Now, see, that's important. See, the SEC is a bunch of paid-off scumbags. See, Bernie Madoff knew this. You just He just bribed two or three of them. They let him get away with his Ponzi scheme. Now, the rest of it, the government took Bernie Madoff's idea, and they're doing it throughout the whole market. So if you want to help people tell them about investors, let us first know every day I want a report of every stock that a congressperson or their staff bought or their spouse. That's what I want to know. Because the SEC has allowed insider trading among elected officials. But that's not the story here. The story here is they're implementing a carbon tax on companies. And this passed today provide consistent and clear reporting obligations for issuers. Now, companies would have to disclose their climate-related risks and how those risks would impact the business strategy and outlook. That includes weather events, of course, and their governments of climate-related risks and risk management processes. They'd have to disclose their own direct and indirect greenhouse gas emissions. Those are known as scopes one and two. Now, listen to that. Direct and indirect. Well, how do you quantify that? How does a publicly traded company possibly quantify it when your BS science and your BS scale is wrong and has been wrong since you created your fraud scales? So this is a blank check for the government to arbitrarily tax any company with stock, any company with stock that's publicly traded. They can come in and say, I don't agree with you. You got that wrong. And then do that, that thing the IRS does where they charge you 18% compounded monthly. Why? Because they're against their government. And this is just another weapon in the quiver of the fascists we call a democracy. Oh, it's a democracy. How many of you voted for this runaway fascism? Some companies would have to disclose scope three, which are emissions from supply chain and climate and clients only if they are part of a broader goal like being net zero by 2050. And all of that is not including offsets. They'd also have to disclose their internal carbon price if they use one and information about how that price is set. But there's no market for it. So what they've done now is substantiate the creation of a of a carbon market. And this is how you start to build people for existing. This is the game here with this climate bull dung that they've been wrong for 70 years and nobody gives a rip anymore. You're so used to regurgitating the lie. Before you know it, you'll think Joe Biden is an actual president instead of a compromised, bribed from our enemy apparatchik of the Chinese communists and the Soviet oligarchs. So information about climate related targets and goals and transition plans, if any. Now, there would be phase-in periods starting in fiscal year 2024. As of now, just 43% of the nation's largest public companies disclose scope one and two emissions data. So So you've got to take 67% of the companies and add this other cost onto them. Now, what do they do? do? Do they eat it? No, 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 they don't eat it. Any cost to them goes to you. That's if they stay in business. The only loophole here is it's publicly traded. So if they're smart... They'll buy back their stocks, they'll pull themselves off the exchange, and they'll screw everybody that invested in them because you don't deserve to get a piece of their pot. See, our system allows strangers 
allows working men to become wealthy because we have the most unique system in the world. You could be a bricklayer, trade stock on your off hours and retire a millionaire. In a free market, this is a contorted market. This is where the government has mounted up to make certain there is no such thing as a non-corrupted business entity. None. They will have to be extorted. They will have to bend knee to the government. And when it goes to the Supreme Court, and when guys like Gary Rabine and successful businessmen say, I'm not going to be pushed around. I won't be. I'm going to change the system. And they sue, which is their right. It goes before the Supreme Court. And what kind of judges are there? Affirmative Action Jackson and the rest of the Merry Marxist band. Here are, I hope, in the next couple of days, some of the cases from your time on the on the court, the district court, the federal district court, that I hope that we can talk about. Let me just run few, through a few of them so you know exactly. I mean, wouldn't that be nice? You've been told this is the greatest Supreme Court justice nominee in the history of the Supreme Court. Granted, if when the conservatives nominated a black woman, this moron in diapers now, the one who thinks his wife is his nurse, Joe Biden, this moron mounted up a filibuster against her. And we'll talk about that later. Which ones I mean. United States versus Hawkins. This was a child pornography case where the defendant distributed multiple images of child porn, possessed dozens more, including videos. The federal sentencing guidelines recommended a sentence of 97 to 121 months in prison. Prosecutors recommended 24 months in prison. Judge Jackson gave the defendant three months. Well, there you go. She's clearly a Democrat. You're like Kim Fox, honey. Three months in prison for child porn. This is the kind of cases this moron has judged. Oh, what did you say? After all, she's the Supreme Court nominee. What the hell's her name again? Katanji? I still say we, we stick with affirmative action Jackson. Because there's no way a judge that would do this should be nominated to the Supreme Court. Child porn? What, is the whole damn country going to be like Chicago? By the way, what were the numbers? I heard uh, Mike Scott talk about the numbers. What are they, 25, 26? Those are rookie numbers for Chicago. Where till the weather gets nice. Prison. United States versus Chazen. There it's the, that case, the defendant possessed 48 files of child pornography. The federal guidelines recommended 78 to 97 months in prison. The prosecutor recommended the same. Judge Jackson sentenced him to 28 months. Are you kidding me? Come on, and man. This is the best? This is the best. Is there any question that my, what would it be called, slight my comment, my nickname, is exactly the reality. No way this woman should be considered for this position. Of course, she is a rubber stamp for the Marxist mafia disguising itself as Democrats. So when companies and when Americans try to use law in this country the way it was designed as the shield against the unalienable rights of the Enlightenment that this country was founded on, you're going to go before this hack, this Democrat rubber stamp, step and fetch, Guilty. If you're a conservative, if you're a Democrat, you got a little child porn. I eh, don't worry. You get 90 days. Juicy Smouye. It's a miracle. He did a couple hours. United States versus Cooper. There, the defendant possessed dozens of images of child pornography and uh, distributed. I should say distributed dozens of images of child pornography possessed over 600. The federal guidelines recommended 151 to 188 months in prison. That's a long time. The prosecutor recommended 72 months. Judge Jackson gave the defendant 60 months. It's a good year to be a roach scumbag. It's a good year to be a Democrat gangster. 
It's a great year. You guys are having a great year. And as for the communists around the world, you're having an even better year, which is why they won't show us any of the two hours. Two hours? You think this moron went two hours on a video call with Xi Jinping? If he did, he did it on a diaper changing table. Two hours. No wonder they won't tell you what happened. I got to hear it from Pippi Lystocking. You work for me, scumbag. I want to see the transcript. Now, I don't need a congressman. I don't need a senator because I'm one of those rare Americans. I'm a taxpayer, you welfare roaches. And you work for me. 312-642-5600. AM560. The answer. Tell me why. You know, it was a corrupt Supreme Court that has done so many ills and evils to this society. Social Security is a great example brought to the Supreme Court. All Democrats scum put in there by FDR forever bankrupted the nation and set in a Ponzi scheme that is somehow legal. And you can never really remove the atrocities of legalized extortion, legalized corruption. So when you see this woman get in she can hide behind the veil of her gender of her skin color but what's most important is her ideology is that she supports a fascistic marxist mafia and that's why she's a cakewalk in i would note we are sitting on a committee where multiple members of this committee the senior democrats in the committee happily filibustered judge janice rogers brown who's that a very qualified african-american woman nominated to the dc circuit And they did so precisely because they wanted to prevent Judge Brown from becoming Justice Brown, the first African-American woman. Joe Biden was among the Democrats filibustering. Now, I hate to, uh, I met Ted, so I feel I can call him Ted. I hate to correct Ted. Joe Biden was the head of the Judicial Committee, the head of it. The good news is none of the Democrat roaches that vote Democrat even know what the hell I'm talking about. Because all they care about is more free cheese. And that's all you're going to get. That's all you focus on, Roach. The first African-American woman nominated the D.C. Circuit. The senior Democrats on this committee also filibustered Miguel Estrada. Who's that? As the staff for Senator Ted Kennedy said in writing at the time, the Democrats filibustered Miguel Estrada, quote, because he is Hispanic. Huh. That's a shocker, huh? The party of racism has always been the Democrat mafia, and they still continue to. They just use it now to fit their agenda agenda of government seizure of your life. They figured out how to play them. And now that's all you got to do. Just hide behind that. Teresa, Gold Coast. Hi, Sean. Hi. You know, speaking of Jesse Smollett at the top, uh, what you were talking about, does anyone with an IQ over one think he'll be sent back to jail i mean his case is done he's free and he's out that's where it's gonna go i don't know what the big deal is it's like sending me to hedonism in jamaica he i just thought he i would i thought he was going to show up in one of those tilted kilt costumes but you know what do i know thank you Teresa. appreciate it. it's a sick 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 world john and piatone hey john hello hi hi there hi you know what sean yes i do believe that that other station in Chicago, 890, has lost their mind in management. I'll tell you what, if I didn't want to puke in my car listening to Joe Walsh and soil my car, he actually gave 
credit a few moments ago to Joe Biden for coordinating all the world's support for Ukraine. Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, Joe Walsh is a con I'm artist. I think it's only fitting, John, that he pays homage to another Irish gypsy con artist in Joe Biden. They are the Irish gypsy mafia, and they have uh, successfully seized control of the country with the help of that Irish gypsy. And as far as that other well, station, I'm- they're rat station. They're a rat station. I ever tell you there, Squirrel Hands? You know, they had a fake a fake uh, uh, a contest where they were going to do radio callers were going to get a show. And there was a rather chubby woman in charge of everything there, and she thought that I, you know, she didn't like my comments because at that time, Karen Lewis, before she found a diet that worked, Karen Lewis was a big, fat slob who used to head up the Chicago Teachers Union, and I was constantly comparing her to dump trucks and whatnot. And she refused to allow me into the contest. Did you know that, Squirrel Hands? So she blackballed me. Yeah. So then they had the contest, which wasn't really a contest because it wouldn't have been a contest because here I am right now. And I took over for the Irish Gypsy. I took over and I got my own show and I'm the best station. So wait, 90s for dummies. Go over there and listen to those dummies. Who's he filling in for? Meathead? Meathead. Dummy. What's his name? Howell? Big dumb disc jockey. Go ahead. These are the thought thinkers of, of policy and politics. They're swindlers who for enough money will eat a banana and drop off a fruit salad. After all, Joe Walsh was a two-bit congressman for the Tea Party. That's why I don't get in with all the Tea Party stuff. You couldn't vet out that Irish gypsy? First time I met him, I knew he was a scam artist. Best thing about him was his wife. She's tolerant and very sexually frustrated. Richard, South Suburbs. Yeah, hey, Sean. I I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, I need some therapy from you because I I turned on WLS radio and I was like, what well, is that's this your fault. idiot doing on the radio? You should get that whole you know, station off your radio. You need one station. What do you got, five buttons? All of them save to 560. You could listen to Dan well, I, in I, the morning, right? You know, I give him 30, 35 minutes, then you wait for me. All right, we got a deal now? Well, I, I'll tell you, Sean, I, I do like Chris, uh, Chris Plant and Dan Bongino, but that idiot, well, I mean, and I remember, uh, and I'm sure you do, when uh, that idiot, you know, Irish Gypsy was on the radio, he always talked about, Drinking tequila. He was a commercial for tequila. How good it was for his stomach. It was good for his stomach, but not for his head. I have to tell you, Richard, I I never really listened to him. You know, he used to, (laughs) I was contacted by his wife when they were going to do a show, and they asked me to call in because the show was nothing. So I called in a couple times. Then they asked me to fill in. The best part about Joe Walsh is when I filled in or when I called in. Thank you very much, Richard. I think we can all agree. Uh, Scott, Portage, Indiana. Yeah, Sean. Yes, Scott. Uh, thanks for taking my call. I just wondered if it ever crossed your mind that this guy that's running our country, it just seems like he's running it rough shot that nothing he does is going to get challenged in any election again, like there is not going to be an election. He's compromised. Like they know the fix is in. No, they, they, they can have the elections. Listen, they can have the elections. They have the legitimate way to, to steal them. They have the legal yes. way. Ballot harvesting. They got their Marxist foot soldiers. They got, a, they got a system where if you want to have an ID, they're fighting states right now that implemented voter ID laws. Oh, no. You can't have an ID. It's a discrimination for people. Why? Is there anybody of any color, of any gender, that's too fracking stupid to go get an ID? And if there is, right. should they be voting? Hey, dummy, you don't have an ID? You want to vote? This is the problem with the whole damn thing. That's why they chant for a democracy. They cannot afford a republic because in a republic, if we really had one, they couldn't jam down these trillions of dollars of fraud. They couldn't jam down this Marxist agenda. They couldn't do it in a a republic 
But in a mob bureaucracy, they can do it. I know I told you this before, but but the the succession or a tax revolt or something's coming. It's going to go state by state. I'm in Indiana. This AG we got is 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 up to the fight. But I don't know about the governor and a few uh, senators that bailed out that gave us that 1619 project that we're going to have to fight at. Oh, don't worry. That's going to go to the Supreme Court. The good news is affirmative action. Jackson is all in. 312-642-5600. We'll be back. AM 560. The answer. Last. Rocky 3. Arguably the best of the best. Rocky 2 is good, too. The Rocky 1. I mean, it's too hard to pick. Those are movies, baby. And look at with uh, Dolph Lundgren. It's Rocky IV. The only one that was a lemon was with John Wayne's nephew who died of AIDS. What was his name, Morris? Tommy Morris. Hell of a boxer. You don't remember him, Squirrel Hands? Oh, what a boxer that kid was. Dummy. Dummy. Ended up getting AIDS. All right, let's go to the Lions. I got, I got a lot we're going to cover, but I got two good calls. Well, David and Lansing. Hey, Sean, you had a caller about 20 minutes ago, comment about uh, WLS radio. Yeah. I used to listen. I switched over to 560 slowly because the politics of that station completely changed. When did they get bought out by Pfizer or something? They get talking points. First of all, let me tell you something. They get talking points. Joe Walsh was always a talking point gypsy. He didn't have an original thought in his head. But they get talking points handed down from conglomerates. Those people are not thinking. And they have no... John Howell. John Howell's a moron. Always was a moron. John Howell, he switched a couple weeks before the election. He switched. He used to be a Republican, you know, kind of for Trump. And then he went anti-Trump, anti-Republican. Somebody give him a golf course or something? Unless you plan on opening a beef stand, what do you need that fat bastard for? Now, what's the only station you listen to? 560. Done. That's the best part of your whole call. Sharon and Elmhurst. Chicago. There it is. Hi, Sharon. Hi. Hi, Sean. How you doing? Um, I just I'm aggravated because your point is right, by the way, but go ahead. Oh, <laughs> so do you, re- you remember Enron? You know, of course. About 20 years Smartest ago. Smartest guys in the room. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, Sarbanes-Oxley came out of the Enron debacle, and the whole intent was for the SEC and, and um, uh, our government to prevent another Enron. All it did was put a lot of work on the corporations, Quarterly, annually, oh, unbelievable, you know. And uh, I, I just see this is going to be the same thing with this uh, carbon tax. You know what they learned from, Sharon, with, with Obamacare? They didn't care that 50% of the hospitals, 50% of the doctors went out of business. They didn't care. What they learned yes, exactly. is that once that law was in place, once they could regulate doctors, you can't once take they it away. T- you can never take it away, number one. But number two, you can always control the market. Look at what you saw exactly. with this bull dung vaccine. They had every yeah. one of them. And if they wiggled, they lost their livelihood. This is what yeah. they're going to now do to every publicly traded business. And they've already done it to these Democrat mafia states yeah. that you one, see. So uh, this is the to, overthrow uh, of capitalism. This is the overthrow exactly. of Americanism. And this is why yep. anybody who supported this political whore, who supported this outright compromised, bribed politician, they are who's to blame for this. So that's why mm-hmm. we had a caller call up and say, oh, there's, there's states. There's 21 of them, exactly. And those 21 states are strengthening themselves against the federal government by implementing the rules of federalism. That's where I think the, the, the real argument will come down to, and that's why you're going to want to be there. 
And that's why you have to make that decision now, or at least make sure your kids are there, because it's going to be. Well, you know what? You know what, Sean? I, we got a we bought a house in Florida, and we got a small place in Arizona. So we're ready for the. You're exit. hedged. We're going to get. And that's it. all you can do yeah. is hedge. Exactly. You know, that's what I tell people: get- hedge yourself. You know, these are yep. the things. You're you're in inflation right now. Pay off your yep. credit cards because the, the, the costs are going to go through the roof and hedge your yeah, real Yeah, we don't have any debt. We don't have any debt. The house in Florida is being rented, but we have a strategy. We have if I find plan. out that that house is in my Collier County or on the other <laughs> side in South Florida, I'm going to be mad at you because I've got tuition no, 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 payments no, no, no. and everything else. No, 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 it's not down there. Trust me. <laughs> All right, good. I'm still a practicing <laughs> but I, broker. But, Sharon, but I, I, but I know people down in your neighborhood. I'll, I'll let you go. Love you, guy. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Love Sharon. She's a very smart lady. Very, very smart lady. And, you know, smart people saw what was coming. After all, you put, let's say you're still stupid, and you don't understand how political pay-to-play bribery works, and you think the son, the crack-smoking, that he was fooling around with the brother's widow, and that he's been knocking up strippers three at a time like he was uh, Jesse Jackson Sr. on a tour in California. Let's say you're an idiot. And you don't understand what Joe Biden is, a bought and compromised, the most corrupt president ever to hold office. You do understand what he was his entire Senate career, right? You do remember how he supported not just the Taliban when he called them freedom fighters with uh, Charlie Wilson and the rest of them. How he supported the, the mass murder where every U.S. senator that supported the NATO bombing of Yugoslavia and Serbia, every one of them is a war criminal. You do remember all that, don't you? Different. I'm just wanting to know what you suggest, because back then, when I was in your position, I was suggesting we bomb Belgrade. I was suggesting that we send American pilots in and blow up all the bridges on the Drina. I was suggesting we take out his oil supplies. I was suggesting very specific action. And isn't it interesting that we... Hundreds of civilians murdered. NATO... The virtuous NATO bombing civilians, hospitals, and the rest of it. So are you deceived by this propaganda? I'm not. Oh, I'm not. I'm sorry. I can't take it. Today, a little something happened that you're not going to see on news because it doesn't fit the narrative. Now, granted, I could quote the fact that the United States Congress passed a law that military aid was not to go to Ukraine because they had been infiltrated by the Azovs. And yes, I know there's a comedian president now who now makes me laugh my ass off, but there's still ass offs there. And they're still committing atrocities you don't want to talk about because everybody's the good guy now, right? Well, here's a Ukrainian border agent talking to the ambassador of Belarus. Now, you're not going to pay attention to it. It's in the... I don't know why there's no Ukrainian porn market. However, what he's doing is... He's throwing money at him. Boy, oh boy, that fits, that fits the narrative of atrocities happening before the invasion. Not that I support the invasion. It was outrageous. It was stupid. It was moronic. But I don't buy a damn word that a liar tells me. Whether he's on another radio station... Or he's in the White House with wet socks. I don't buy it. So when I find little information that fights the narrative, I think it's important to take it in and then make a decision. This is Alex Rubenstein. Who's Alex Rubenstein? He is a mercenary. American mercenary. He was a soldier. And then he got hooked up. You know, that's the only way these kids can make money now. And they have to 
because of inflation. So he went over to Ukraine. We don't know what the deal was, but somebody was paying him. When he got there, the story had changed just a little bit from what United States media, whether it be CNN, MSNBC, Fox News, or the rest of it, wants you to know. So for any of you who are wondering what is going on, all right, we were part of the Georgia National Legion, the 102nd Ukrainian Territorial Defense. Okay. Okay. All right. Our base got f***ed up. The base right next to us got f***ed up. Americans, British, tons of British dead. All right. They're not saying nothing. They're counting our dead as their dead. They're trying to send us to Kiev with no f***ing weapons, no kit, no plates the people who are lucky enough to get weapons are only getting magazines with like 10 rounds okay when they wanted to send us to kiev we said no our whole group a bunch of americans canadians british so they told us we had to get the out of there we're going to shoot us in the back all right that's not good that's not good we're going to shoot you in the back they're not giving you weapons they're sending you on the most dangerous missions and wait a minute you mean to tell me it's possible that british americans canadians are getting killed and the American government, the British government, the Canadian government aren't honoring the debt? Well, that seems to be a bit of a problem. So me, this British guy, and another American, we f***ing hid in the back of an ambulance to get out. We, we got to the border, and it was a whole nother mess. When you get to the border, anyone who has kit, anyone who has any military sh- they're f***ing pulling you out of the line, and they're sending you back to the front. This human, we got dropped off about five clicks from the uh, from the border, and we walked. Um, and we get to the border in this humanitarian group with a bunch of ex SF veterans from England. Uh, pull us to the side and say you need to get like pulled us out and, and like hit us. And they were like, you need to dump all your kit. They're pulling people out, cutting up passports, sending them back. Boy, oh boy, we have no idea what's going on there. But what we do know is any any information that doesn't fit the Biden lying rat bastard spin on things is redacted, is censored. This guy's lost all of his Internet capability. Google him. Alex Rubenstein. See what you could find on him. Probably only find it on Rumble as the Silicon Valley oligarchs are also working lockstep with the gangster government. We're never going to figure out, at least not for the next couple of years, exactly what we're supporting as we throw billions and billions of dollars that we don't have and we buy story from liars. Although the good news is those liars, they did bribe Hunter Biden. Oh, they did. They did put him on all their committees. They did backdoor on him. Moscow tried to own him too, but they must not have bribed him enough. But who did bribe him enough? Xi Jinping. Two hours, you want me to believe, video conference. Yet I can't see five seconds of it? I can't see a transcript. Why? Because you're being deceived. And whether it's on a radio station, a TV station, or Pippi Livestocking, this is America, and they work for us. 312-642-5600. It's time to remind them. AM 560, The Answer. Oh, good song. Boy, when this came out, Joe Biden knew his address. He could almost comb. I think those the, the plastic he has sewn into his head was relatively new back then. It looked like Rosa Corn. Fracking moron. Always was a moron. Not to mention responsible for hundreds of thousands of deaths. Good news is most of the idiots that vote for him really don't care. They just want some little more walking around money. A little more government cheese. Ned in Naples remembers. Hi, Ned. 
Hey, what's going on? It's, there's a delay on the YouTube. Watch, what are you smoking? Uh, an Avil, Nicaraguan. This is the Yugoslavian. You brought this up last week. Uh-huh. And you go, that was a Clinton thing because he was being funded by the Saudi Arabians, that whole Kosovo thing. They were yeah. getting money. She was getting money. He was getting money. Absolutely. And then how about it's Serbia? Disgusting. It yeah. is disgusting. And how about Serbia? Did the and same thing in Serbia? They're total scumbags. 72 hours. 72 days we bombed them. laundering money for them. Oh, not, it's absolutely true. That's why it's, they whacked them out. And here's the other thing. And, and the American Democrat mafia doesn't give a rip. They could care less. You had every example of 50 years of political prostitution and 50 years of war crime committed by Joe Biden and the rest of the Democrats and his votes. And he ran cover for him. That's why when when people say about Afghanistan, that bomb Belgrade, he voted to bomb Belgrade. He he admits it. They use use depleted uranium to kill innocent women. And there was never a bigger bounce in breast cancer. Yeah. Well, here's the other thing that never forget. Those women aren't half as important as the Ukrainians. Don't worry about it. Never matters. Ned. Mark Wyam Miller, I got about a minute. Hey, Sean, I'm looking forward to seeing you Thursday night at the Danfrock Roast. I'm not looking forward to seeing you because I have to go back to that fracking sewer. But go ahead. Yeah. Well, let me tell you what I'm going to tonight. I'm going to the Nutria School Board meeting. Some people asked me, they got a million dollars to spend on COVID COVID relief, and I want to ask them what's going on. And I'll tell you, you told me earlier, they work for us. So should I tell him that? Should I say Absolutely. you guys work for me? You don't tell me where the money goes. You ask me where you're gonna where you want to put it. Then we tell you okay. Because what they're gonna do is give it to their moron cousins with their phony construction companies, and they're gonna pay eight hundred thousand dollars for a job that costs eighty. That's how it always works, Mark. And that's called the Chicago Way. Million dollars the new Trier. Big deal. Another scam. Frank, Chicago. Hey Sean, Frank. Just wanted to say thanks. Uh, you're, uh, you know, a voice in the wilderness right now. As far as you know, uh, what you hear out on the radio, I was calling and agree with uh, the other uh, listeners who chimed in about uh, 890 just being practically a joke. Uh, let's just say when uh, you hear that old wind back, John Howell on. Here, listen. There's a camera here, right? I have one sheet of paper that I'll write clips on that Bunny gives me. There, I don't have any notes from my wife. No notes from my mommy. No talking points from the GOP. I could never work at WLS, those scumbags. Thank you very much, Frank. Who needs them? There's one station in Chicago. One. 5.60 a.m. The answer. And we'll be back after this. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. There is a reason that this country is the youngest and the richest, or at least was. And it's simple. Propertyism. It's referred to as capitalism, but it's really propertyism. It is, however, the enemy of the self-enriching, self-aggrandizing politician, which is why they work tirelessly to corrupt it. They like a socialist 
mediocrity. Because in that system, they are gods among men. The reason that political whores and pimps and pseudo-intellectual self-described erudites hate capitalism is they don't like the idea you don't have to play their game to be rich. So they create a Rube Goldberg system of punitive extortion called taxes to make sure that it's very, very difficult to get rich unless you play along with their system. So when I hear a child, a bartender, tell me about capitalism, it irritates me. Tell you a secret. Most people don't really know what capitalism is. Most people don't even know what socialism is. But most people are not capitalists because they don't have capitalist money. They're not billionaires. And most Democrats are idiots and Marxist supporters, and that's why they put in AOC. I wanted to bring on Derek Bullen. His new book is In Defense of Wealth, a modest rebuttal to the charge, the rich are bad for society. Derek, how are you? Thank you for joining me. Sean, I'm wonderful today. Thank you for having me on your show. I'm sorry, I think I got your book title wrong in the tease, but it's because I'm irritated when (laughs) know-nothing socialists really kind of take advantage of, of, of titles and words to destroy an economy that made citizens in charge of a republic versus slaves to a collective, which we now are, unfortunately. And I want my old America back. Can I get it back? I don't know. There's a big swing to the left, especially with Gen Z and millennials. Uh, 50% of them think that socialism is on equal footing with capitalism. And uh, unfortunately, the institutions that teach them are far to the left. There are 70% to the left or far left and only 4 to 5% on the right, the far right, you know, in our universities. And they're not getting the whole story. If you like socialism, that's great, but you better like being poor and you better like being hungry. I mean, look at Venezuela. Rich country becomes socialist under Chavez. 90% of Venezuelans live under the poverty line right now, and the average inhabitant of Venezuela has lost 24 pounds due to malnutrition. Not the government, though. The government and no, their apparatchiks, yeah, they're yeah. doing well. And yeah, uh, exactly. I don't have to really look that far. I have the advantage of knowing you are a Canadian. I have relocated down to Naples, Florida. I go back and forth, but I'm, I'm primarily in Naples, Florida now. And I have had the pleasure of meeting numerous, numerous Canadians who are political. Um, really, they're, 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 they're running from the totalitarian corruption of Canada. And they're enlightening me to the schemes, both property taxation, corporate taxation, income taxation. It's very difficult for somebody to become wealthy in Canada, is it not? It is. Our population is very similar to the states, you know. You've got about 30% on the right, 24% on the left, everybody else is a moderate. But our politician right now, uh, Trudeau Jr., Trudeau Sr.'s father was a socialist. He ran for the Liberal Party because he couldn't get elected under the NDP. He nationalized our oil program, totally destroyed our energy sector. And uh, his son's a socialist. Right now, our political pendulum is swinging far to the left. And it is punitive. The taxes are punitive. We're, we're now over 50%. Um, the top 10% of taxpayers in Canada carry the other 90%. We pay for half of it, and uh, the other 90% gets a free ride. You know, in the States, it's, uh, it's not that different. The top 1% of taxpayers in the States pay the same amount of income tax as the first 90% do in the States. Right. 
and they all and they always are attacked and maligned because what they're they're able to do. And when I say they, I mean our government in conjunction with our state media, is they're able to paint a picture that isn't really necessarily true of those who are not corporatists. And the problem is so many of our children are stupid because we, the parents, and I include myself in this, spoiled them, raised them soft, raised them ignorant. And now you have the lure of this utopian Marxism that destroys everything it ever touched. And, you know, I'm reflecting on, on Trudeau's father, who was a real piece of garbage when you really go back to how he was a Maoist and his connection and his admiration for the Chinese Communist Party. And when you think the destruction to the quality of, of lives, Canadian citizens' lives, by nationalizing the most prosperous, the strongest energy market next to ours, if we could ever tap it, you really see it's hard to quantify the destruction to the quality of life of those citizens who are forever stuck in what I think is even worse than Venezuela. Because it is this benign, or it's sold as a benign socialism you can live with. But the reality is you really can't. You're just subjected to a feudalism you accept. Is that fair? Mm -hmm. I think so. You know, Canada, we're fortunate we're a democracy like the States, and I don't think that this government that we have currently is long for the world. I think everybody's done with being woke, you know, um, rhymes with joke and it kind of is a joke. And I think that the pendulum always, you know, it swings to one extreme, it'll swing back. You know, and uh, Canada is much more moderate, and I think the right will come back. You know, the the left has just really done unapologetic damage to our economy, and it can't be sustained. In your book, Defiance of Wealth, has a defense, excuse me, defense, I did it again, a defense of wealth. Is there ever a case where a rich man made the quality of life worse for citizens in comparison to a government? No. My book talks about those things. Like, people are saying there's a myth that as the rich get richer, the poor get poorer. But that is not true. The business of creating wealth lifts lifts over 50 million people a year out of poverty globally. As the world went from 15 billionaires back in 1980 to almost 3,000 billionaires today, the percentage of the global population living below the poverty line, it declined from 45%. 22 percent and it's because of the global trade of all these wealth creators if you look at a company like amazon it's just unbelievable you know 1.6 million employees pays out 46 billion in uh, salaries and you know almost half of that is offshore and and uh, these jobs are going around the globe this wealth creation is a global phenomenon and uh, there's for the first time in modern history, we have less than a billion people living under the poverty line. The more wealth creators you can have in a society, the better, you know? And if you raise taxes too much, like the French did in 1988, they brought in a wealth tax, you start losing the wealth creators. They will leave and they will take their jobs and income somewhere else. It's just like in the States. There are wealthy people that are saying, you know, I'm no longer going to have my primary residence in California. I will have it in Texas or Florida. And that means I will start paying my taxes in Texas or Florida, supporting the schools, the roads, the infrastructure, the hospital, the, the social programs in those states. And California doesn't benefit from that anymore. And, you know, people don't realize this, that you need wealth creators in a society in order to have a prosperous and safe society. Well, Derek, you know what else is funny, too, is that we're a little different because we're 
technically a republic, although I think we've lost the principles of that. But what's nice is we do have federalism. And to see the quality of life difference, which I experienced firsthand, from a corrupt mafia-run state like Illinois to a state that's based in those American principles like Florida, among others, but this one is Florida, is really quite a magnificent difference. And I think people lose sight of that, of how different the states are, because some stoke the, the individual wealth of the citizens, while others extort and, and, and corrupt it. And um, it's amazing to me that people can't learn there are two kinds of money. Governments don't have money. They have debt. And when they misappropriate money, it's not good for anybody, even if you may think you're a recipient of it, because that money is not as pure as money, as money that's derived through business and capitalism. That is a different kind of money. Why is it so many people just think money's money, and when the government spends money, it's good for the economy, rather than connecting the fact, no, 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 they have to tax it. Whenever a government <laughs> borrows, it has to, in essence, recoup it through a, a tax somewhere. And now we're in a place where they're taxing everything. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think most people don't realize that the government redistributes wealth and it's actually the entrepreneur, the wealth creator, the small business owner that actually makes the wealth. And then it goes into tax and then it gets brought in for redistribution. When, when Macron realized that by taxing the wealthy, it was costing France $126 billion a year, he cut out the wealth tax. Same as uh, how the U.S. luxury tax got cut out when they realized it was decimating the boating industry, the, the yeah. uh, luxury car industry, you know, the jewelry industry. And uh, Macron said it well. He said, look, it's all well and good to want to spread the wealth, but first you need to produce to create the wealth before you redistribute it. That's how it works. And I don't think we teach kids in school. Like, like uh, the government doesn't make money. The government redistributes money. And, uh, and we don't teach them that, you know, socialists love money. They love money even more than capitalists. They just don't like the person who made the money to be able to decide how to spend the money. Are you shocked that in the year 2021, the ignorance to both economics and politics that citizens display as they almost continue to to demand their own demise as they willfully go into servitude? Yeah, I'm totally shocked, and I'm totally shocked at how, how much of the story they look at. It seems to be the shock value, like like uh, what people are interested in, and I think social media has kind of exacerbated that. Like in uh, 2020, the value of Amazon, every, it's, everybody's poster boy for wealth, and it, it's actually a phenomenal company, but the value of Amazon goes up substantially, and everyone's decrying. Jeff Bezos made $57 billion, you know, the crime, the horror. What they don't talk about is, yes, Bezos owns 10% of Amazon, and his what he's worth went up $57 billion, but the rest of Amazon, the 90%, Bezos made half a trillion dollars for everybody else in that year. He, not majority, he made for everyone else. And you know who owns that everything else? Banks, pension funds, labor unions, insurance companies, and other institutional investors, right? Yeah. So when you get a loan for a car, if you're a teacher in California on a pension, if you're getting strike pay from a union, or if you're getting home insurance, say, after a fire, there's a little bit of Amazon wealth and all of that. Nobody talks about that part of wealth creation. They just talk about what Bezos gets at the end. After he gives everybody else half a trillion, there's, a, there's 10% left for him. Good for you, Jeff. You made the company. Yeah, you exactly. created jobs where this didn't exist. Right, and he's got some problems. I mean, after all, his new girlfriend looks like she's going to cost him a fortune if you're paying attention to the news. But I wanted to tell you this. Being a Canadian, you have 
one of my favorite capitalists. And people don't know about him. His name was Arthur Cutton, who was an absolute phenomenal, phenomenal brain, just genius of a guy. And as the American government clamped down on him, he fled to Canada and through his philanthropy really benefited so many of the citizens. Are there a lot of Canadians that did that before your government got so comfortable with tyranny that they locked up bank accounts of truckers and whatnot? Oh, that was an unbelievable overreach and uh, borderline dictatorship. Our uh, government froze bank accounts if you gave any contribution to the convoy of truckers. And really, you know, just as how when uh, Hillary Clinton in the election demonized any Trump supporter as a fringe, you know, uh, Trudeau demonized anybody supporting the truckers as fringe, until he found out it was a substantial amount of the population were saying, we are done with the lockdown measures. And then they went into this Emergency Measures Act that hasn't been enacted since World War II, and it got... He, he he repealed it because our Senate was not going to pass and officiate it. But for the short time it was in, he froze bank accounts. And it was terrifying. It was terrifying for everyone in Canada. Like, oh, my God, if I donated 20 bucks to the Freedom Convoy, I could get my bank accounts frozen. It was – Trudeau governments are very harsh in uh, Canada. The Trudeau the Greater was uh, a harsh – uh, ruler and Trudeau the lesser is a harsh ruler. I'll and, have optimism. Uh, healthy for the country. I'll have an optimism when I see a pushback. Do you see one? Is there? Is it possible to I do. put handcuffs oh, on, I the, do. on these socialist uh, governments? Yeah, I do. I think the population is done. Whatever population voted him in, I don't think they're there for him coming up into the next election. We always swing back to the middle. Canada always swings back to the middle, you know, just like the states swings from Republican to Democrat. You know, uh, it always goes between two extremes. But we've really had enough of this socialist experiment here in Canada, for sure. Well, I'm looking forward to reading your book. He is Derek Bullen. New book is In Defense of Wealth, a modest rebuttal to the charge that rich are bad for society. I really enjoy you coming on. Thank you so much. And if you ever find yourself in South Florida, anytime. you let me know. I'll, I'll show you how to get tan. All right. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Sean. Take good care. Bye now. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. AM 560. The answer. See, the main thing is to always recognize what the game is when you're talking about political witchcraft which is what the Marxist mafia is committing. Whether it be global warming, BS, it's only an excuse to control and tax. And the new way they're going to tax you is through their corrupt justice system, or injustice, the Department of Justice and their Gestapo wing at Chicago gangster Merrick Garland's command, corrupted bureaucracies, whether they be the IRS or the FBI or the rest of it, We'll take conversations like the one we're having, where we are calling out correctly a gangster government led by Marxists, self-enriching Marxists who like to wear costumes that are thousands and thousands of dollars as they come on and lecture you about capitalism. Tell you a secret. Most people don't really know what capitalism is. Most people don't even know what socialism is. What's with the, the whispering among these freaks? No more. Just pay a little bit. But he knows you. <laughs> I got them $1.9 trillion relief so far. God, you make me sick. You fracking creeps make me sick.
I don't know if AOC is sniffing the heads of children, much like Joe Biden. But I do know that they're Marxist gangsters. And I do see what they're doing. I see you. And the Democrats' foot soldiers, as they're laying out the legitimate way to arrest anybody that speaks against this gangster government. Thank you, Mr. Chairman and members of the committee. I'd like to express my full support for this bill, which addresses the critical threat facing our nation, a rise of domestic terrorism. While the issue of domestic terrorism will be if you're not in the mafia, in the Democrat gangster government. You see, it's going to be like getting a contract with the city of Chicago. You're going to have to be in the mafia. You're going to have to own one of these step-and-fetch mafia members, foot soldiers, capos, bagmen. So now if you speak against their corruption, you will now be deemed a threat to the state, an enemy of the state. I wear it proudly, Democrat scum. Domestic terrorism is not new in the United States. We've recently seen an alarming increase in acts of extremist violence. Now, I want you to keep in mind, she's from North Carolina, this Democrat scum. So she's going to invoke something that happened in North Carolina about 30 years after the Civil War, something that was committed by Democrats. In fact, it was the head of the Democrat Party of North Carolina that committed this heinous act. Yet somehow it is now going to be the people who speak of Americanism. And all you have to do is label them as racists. In particular, the terrifying attack on the Capitol on January 6th. The events of January 6th. Where's Ray Epps? The, the, the only guy that was what, 6'5"? Was the FBI agent, CIA collaborator, Ray Epps? Where's he? The one who was going in. After all, what are you, what are you afraid of? That guy in the Vikings costume? I'd have slapped the taste out of his mouth if I caught him near my car. Constituted an attempt to stop a peaceful transfer of power, an assault on our fellow Americans, and an overt harm democratically. Now, the only one that got shot was Ashley Babbitt. The only murder was Ashley Babbitt, a 110-pound woman who got shot in the neck by a Democrat contributor, somebody who got his job because he's a Democrat apparatchik, hero. Elected public servants and a rebuke of our nation's most fundamental values. Mem- Voter fraud. Memories of the violence, chaos, and fear incited on January 6th will linger in these halls for years to come. Unfortunately, the events of January 6th mirror a moment in history in my home state of North Carolina, the Wilmington insurrection of 1898. The Wilmington insurrection, which is considered to be the only successful insurrection, was done at the hands of the Ku Klux Klan, Democrats. And in fact, his name was Fernifold. Who the hell names their kid Fernifold? Fernifold Simmons. Fernifold Simmons was a Democrat, was the leader of the North Carolina Democrat Mafia. And they had one major difference. Now, here's the good news. If you're a Democrat scum, you don't even know about this. You're a moron. If you know about it, it's because you misread it in some book. What you need to know is they were the only ones with guns. The only ones. And the way that they took over the town was they murdered anybody that spoke against them with guns. Yet nobody, nobody but the cop who shot Ashley Babbitt at January 6th, not even Ray Epps, had a gun. 
Like the January 6th insurrection, the Wilmington insurrection was carried out by white supremacists intent on overthrowing a duly elected government. Which is only more evidence that this scumbag is in with voter fraud. This whole damn government's a lying, pathological fraud government. 312-642-5600. AM560, the answer. The lightest, the sweetest crude. Produced with the lowest emissions of problems, as our factories are. If they really, really wanted what's best for the environment, the last thing they would do is turn over the production of energy to these third world hellholes led by inbred corrupt gangsters. And that's pretty much everybody but us. And these morons will use weapons against American businesses to keep you down. And if you wiggle too much, you'll be part of the January 6th insurrectionists and you'll be deemed a domestic terrorist. I see what you're doing, scumbags. Democrat rats have never outsmarted me. Not in my old neighborhood, not here. Mark, Northwest Indiana. Hey, Sean, I want to say thank you very much for bringing peace on my ride home. Uh, your your uh, rant and everything you say. I'm so angry, but when I hear you, it just brings me peace. Thank so you I was very ask much. You for a couple, I was going to ask you for a couple favors. If you're already doing this, I apologize. But one is if you can, because uh, I'm in the car, I can't write things down. Citations and references, if I can find it, so I can uh, kind of keep up the speed with you when I get a chance to read over the weekend. And number two, if you can add some more like uh, solution segments uh, yeah. to your program so we can talk about solutions and we can all be on the same page. When I, I like talk that. to a politician, I want to be able to know that we're on the same page. I like that. I like that very much. Thank you very much, Mark. I appreciate it. The solutions are always easy. It's to turn over everything to the private sector. I mean, I mean everything. Every single thing. You know, Illinois is the greatest example of the misuse of public money, I think, in existence, even more so than California, because we're, we're, we're open and notorious with our corruption. Open and notorious. Those pension incubators, state trucks, as you see these morons come around, they bring $7 million of equipment out to cut a corner in Elmhurst, in Naperville. Anyway, pick, a, pick a state-owned property rather than turning that over to the private sector and hiring a landscaper, private landscaper. Instead, we've got all the legacy costs and the rest of it. So privatize everything is always the solution. And when it comes to the macro, it's very simple. Unfettered, laissez-faire capitalism. These companies that everyone goes after, they brought you the quality of life you enjoy. And now they're being bastardized, besmirched, attacked by bartenders who were hot enough to get elected. The only reason you even know this idiot's name is because she was attractive enough to get elected in a Democrat sewer. And among Democrats, she's the Cindy Crawford of Democrats. Now she's whispering about communism the whole time, becoming very rich and misappropriating funds and the rest of it. It's astonishing to me. What's also aggravating to a certain extent is when we have Republicans who know the answer and go on and raise funds for it rather than implement the purpose of having a republic which is what we are. So Kevin McCarthy is going to be touted on radio stations and on newscasts. For you, you were right. Yeah, but what did you do, Kevin? Enough with the campaign. Do something. You obviously know what the problem is.
get your hire more workers, get the rate count up. Understanding that, that takes time. What's the status of that? Is that something that's being worked on and you need to help? You know what's so sad? Our Secretary of Energy doesn't even know how much we produce a day or how much we need. She doesn't understand the industry. But you let her get in there. All the senators let her get in there. You all rubber stamped her. Sure, you knew she was a Democrat scumbag from Michigan, Granholm. You knew she was an inside trading moron and a bag man for the Democrats. And the fact of the matter is, how many Republicans don't know that under Trump we were producing 12.8 million barrels a day on track for 15 million? And the magic number is 12 million. And now we can have some stability. And we won't be enriching Iranians, Venezuelans, and third world dictators who are products of brother and sister love. I would welcome her to come here because she's got 4,000 permits that are still sitting there. She's got six per permits on LNG that has been sitting at the desk for no other reason. You know what the LNG, liquid natural gas, we can export it. You know who we'd export it to? Europe. You so then do it. Do it by exposing the corruption, the shakedown, by exposing the future taxation of a carbon tax, the backdoor nationalization of oil companies, instead of sitting there and raising money on it and doing nothing. You did nothing to solidify capitalism and our energy sector under Trump. You did nothing. That's the problem, is I can't take how we're being played by our own party. Our own party. You know why? Because they're getting it from Russia. You know what the second pipeline is? It's so Russia can produce more natural gas to Europe, which goes around. So an executive order to break up our pipeline, and you just sat there? He doesn't have the authority. Challenge the principle of executive order. Go back to the beginning and break it apart. It was never to be like this, even when Republicans did it. Otherwise, what you realize is it's just a vicious figure eight of campaign fundraising. Down Ukraine because the first pipeline goes through there. So stop trying to pick that it's the oil industry that you've been trying to go after and let people produce more. It's a simple supply and demand. You, I do not want to see America, where I watch this president talk about because Congress has held his feet to the fire and said he no longer could buy Russian oil, you know what his plan is? Is to buy it from Iran or Venezuela. Then impeach him. You're the head of Congress, minority party or not. You're a congressperson. Not birthing, the other kind. So do something instead of raising funds. I'm dead serious. You have to impeach this son of a dog. You have to impeach him today. Question, just a reaction to uh, the Israeli Prime Minister this weekend. He said um, on the JCPOA, unfortunately we're seeing a determination to sign a nuclear deal at almost any cost, including saying the biggest terrorist group in the world is not a terrorist organization. This is too steep a price. Can I get your reaction to that? Is that what we're saying by pursuing this deal? I would say we are in regular touch uh, with our Israeli counterparts, including leaders. Um, we don't have a deal yet. We're consulting with our allies and partners. The idea you're even considering a deal and you're going to give a pardon to the Iranian Revolutionary Guard, their Green Beret of terrorists, you idiot. And your hair isn't red either. Pippi Lystocking. I don't buy it. Impeach him for these reasons. Don't just come out and talk about the thousands of, of licenses that she's locking up in red tape and the rest of it. Great. We now know the news. Now go do something about it. See, enough of this. We are a republic, a representative republic. If your republic representatives aren't going to do anything but raise campaign funds, 
then throw everyone out, including McCarthy. Man up or get the frack out of the way. 312-642-5600. AM560, the answer. So here's the move. When you wiggle against the Marxism, congratulations, you're going to be labeled a domestic terrorist. You're going to have your assets seized. You're going to be investigated and intimidated by the gangster government, the one that never wants to investigate the Democrat multimillionaire inside trading scumbags called congressmen and senators. They're okay with it, right? How's Diane Feinstein doing with her, with her speed racer hairdo? The old man's in the grave. She's got the billions. She's back out on the circuit. For all we know, she's playing naked leapfrog with another Chinese chauffeur who happens to be a communist and set it all up now. We even got new uh, elected officials. This is uh, somebody named Escobar. You're not half the person your cousin was. Thank you, Mr. Chairman, uh, for this opportunity to... Uh, once again, talk about the scourge of domestic violence and to, oh, I'm sorry, domestic terrorism. And yeah, get it clear, because somebody might think you're talking about the domestic violence in the Democrat hellhole sewers like New York, New Jersey, Chicago, and everywhere else. You idiots are in charge. Somebody might actually want that solved. But then we'd have to, you know, solve the border. And we'd have to do all that stuff and then crack down on your campaign contributors known as cartels. Huh? Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. You Chicago aldermen, you have nothing to do with the drug trade. No, you're tooling around in your Mercedes and your Lexus because you made it like honest men, you corrupt scumbags. You're only shooting for the White House. That's where the corruption is really legal. Lee and Hammond. Hi, Lee. I think I scared Lee. Lee? I love Lee. It's a shame. We'll get we'll effort to get Lee back. In the meantime, this is the play, boys and girls. Wiggle against the corruption. Wiggle against eco-Nazism by the Fourth Reich. Challenge the idea that you don't have the executive order to shut down industries or control companies. In fact, now that I think about it, your entire EPA is done by an executive order. How about we cancel that and let the people vote for it? Let's see if we want it. Of course, that would, that would steer billions and billions of dollars of corruption, wouldn't it? And then we'd have to address such corruption that leads to so many Democrat wonderful areas like the city of Chicago, where a good weekend is 25 shot. Not bad. Or New York and New Jersey. Everywhere else you Democrats touch. We'd have to solve the breakup and, 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 and enlightenment and enrichment of cartels and drugs. Just quickly, it's been two years since President Trump implemented Title 42. There are protests outside the White House today. Democrats are not actively calling for it to end. COVID cases are low. Is the administration at least preparing for the possibility that this could end, and how so? Sure. There are timelines, including, I think, upcoming in April, on when it's continues to be reconsidered. And those discussions happen among the health experts from the CDC uh, and other uh, other medical experts within the administration. And you always have to prepare because if they'd make that decision, there would be an implementation that uh, would be in part led by the Department of Homeland Security and others. Title 42 is what Trump put in during COVID to kick out anybody who's not supposed to be here. And they don't implement it anyway. So they're just going to let it expire. And some think it's because they care about immigrants. I say it's because they like the drug trade. They like the ramifications and the devastation the Americans go through. Because in that calamity lies so many, much of their profits. Lee Hammond. Hey, Sean. Hey, you know, uh, 
these uh, I wish that these milk those Republicans in this uh, confirmation committee for the Supreme Court justice would ask us Ms. Jackson what she thinks of the unconstitutional treatment of the January 6 people. She these loves people it. Have, if, they, if we got a Bill of Rights, you would never know it the way these people are being treated. And I'd we, like to see what she has to say about that. Now, you know how long I know you. I used to call in. You would be on the other channel. I know you for a long time. You're asking a rhetorical question because what you understand is the only reason you know her name is because she's part of the Marxist mafia. And she's got the right genitalia and skin tone. That's why. Affirmative Action Jackson will be how she's known from now on. I still can't believe I lost $50 to Prof. I thought for sure it was going to be Carney B. At least we got a show. Same judgments. 312-642-5600. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America... He's here to seize back our rights from the government with a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other. He's Sean Thompson, and this is The Sean Thompson Show. Any state, any state that elects somebody who was on FBI tapes, not just incriminating himself, but exposing just what a political sewer and mafia Illinois is, as far as I'm concerned, has the trajectory of one of Dan Prof's drives. It's a snap hook into the dirt. You elected a Congress birthing person who didn't have a license and claimed she lived with her mommy and daddy. And then you elected the fraud, Sean Caston, a green energy heiress, corrupted, obvious, notable as congressman. As far as I'm concerned, I don't have much faith in the future of Illinois, but I do like people who do. It's wonderful. Put up the fight. But to me, it's a corrupted city. And if that wasn't bad enough, it's been known since the 60s as an absolute joke when it comes to elections. Everybody knows, you know, Queen of Heaven is the strongest part of the Democrat base. And for those of you that don't know what Queen of Heaven is, it's a cemetery. So the idea that we have something called the Illinois Election Integrity Program I had to get him on to discuss it. His name is Devin Jones. He's an optimist and a Southside GOP member. Hi, Devin. Thank you for joining. Hey, how are you? Thank you for having me. I listen. I, you know, I'm excited that you are trying to put this forward. However, I'm going to tell you what I told my friend Gary Rabine. Your problem mm-hmm. is that there are more people that want in on the mafia than want to rip it down. In my opinion, but what do you think is going to happen? How are you going to change things? So, you know, um, as far as in Chicago, some of the things that we're trying to do is to actually uh, appoint or have Republican election judges, which is something that the party across the state has been terrible at, is getting those Republican election judges. If you don't have election judges, then you're not counting the votes. And so it's, it's anybody's election. It's whoever, you know, whoever is in that booth or in those rooms counting those votes. The other thing is we're looking for uh, poll watchers statewide so that we have the more, the more eyes that we can have on these ballots and in these polling places, the better. Um, we're looking at, uh, you know, there's going to be a vote-by-mail program. Of course, yeah. there's going to be early voting. Ballot uh, harvesting. So we, yeah, well, yeah. And so, so what we're looking at uh, as far as the Illinois Republican Party Election Integrity Committee and and 
those of us who are working diligently in the Chicagoland area, those of us who are active committeemen, we're looking at every available means to be inside of these polling places and to be inside of the places where they're counting the votes um, and, and looking at how to work this vote-by-mail program, which I think is terrible. Um, I, you know, uh, barring uh, soldiers and sailors and, and military people, I'm a military vet myself, so I know the importance of, of having absentee ballots for those people, but, but this, this statewide mail-in ballot program, it, it's just ridiculous. And so, but we have to find a way to, um, to work within that system and to combat it. Devin, to me, it's, 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 it's legalizing voter fraud. That's what that whole system is. I agree. That's the intention of I agree. It. Here's the problem I have, Devin. I have absolute mm-hmm. contempt for the Illinois Republican hierarchy. And I'm talking about, <laughs> I mean, you've got to be out of your mind from Brady, that moron, moron, trust fund baby, another trust fund baby, whose wife has the video gaming. And then you've got yes. the, other, the other Irish meathead, who's all his meathead <laughs> brothers. They're all lobbyists and lawyers to strip joints and all the rest of it. Durkin. I mean, yeah. come on now. History doesn't, you know, we're not Democrats. History didn't start this morning when we got up. Where the hell have they been? And why do they love being in second place? Is it because it pays awful well from the desperation of people who are, think they're going to put up a fight? Because as far as I'm concerned, the hierarchy of the Illinois Republican Party, until that's flushed and those rats move on with their millions they've stolen from the state, I don't yeah. have a lot of optimism. What do you think? You know, you know, you're going to get me in trouble, first of all. <laughs> I didn't realize I you. that you were going to go there. But that's okay. You know, I, I completely agree with you. And that's a problem that we have in, in the Republican Party here in this state, from Chicago on down, uh, on up to the state level, is that we have Republicans who are comfortable with the corruption that the Democrats have wrought and, and the, because they benefit from it. You already listed the different things that, you know, you mentioned Brady and um uh, Durkin, you, you know, they're not the only ones. You know, it, it's it, the Republican Party is infiltrated, but that's where it comes in that we need people to run for committeemen who actually have a heart for the people who actually want to fix where we live. Uh, that's what the problem is, is that the people who are in leadership at the elected level, the, the committeemen and stuff like that, they're all tainted. And so until we sweep those people out and put good patriots in, people who actually love this state and want to see this state thrive and, 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 and have uh, authentic conservative policy, we're going to keep seeing these same swamp creatures rise up and rule over this party. Devin, does it help when um, somebody who I, I didn't really have an opinion on until he proved himself to be in on the bull dung. Watch, he almost got me swearing. See, he almost got me in. <laughs> uh, by Ken Griffin backing a Republican who voted for Joe Biden. How are you going to, I mean, does, listen, it, does it help? I mean, no, I, 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 I how, how, you know, you can only clean your own house. You can't clean the Democrat. Yes, you can clean the Republican. Correct. But you yes. know, I, I just read an article today that the big story is Ken Griffin hasn't given the whole ticket money but he already committed 25 million so that i could hear commercials on this buffoon who voted for biden 18 months ago now he's my guy yeah i mean that's the part i have a hard time with you're either in for a penny you're in for a pound or it's really yes. just one giant scam you are really trying to give me a trouble on this show um <laughs> i you know i i agree with you i i think it, i you know what i'm gonna just be blunt i i think it's trash 
what is happening with that particular candidate that you're mentioning. Uh, mentioning. I mean, I think it's the same. First of all, I'm going to be honest with you. I think it's the same race-baiting stuff that we see from the other side of the aisle. And I'm a black man, just to let you know. I know you probably can't hear it over the radio. It but didn't matter to I me. Think, it never mattered I know, me, but, but it, 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 in the context of this, it matters because what we're seeing is us playing the same game that the other side has played. Like, you couldn't find a competent black conservative that has been conservative as has proven themselves. You had to just go pick anybody. You know, we got that with Kamala. We don't need that on the Republican side of the aisle. You know, and we have good quality candidates. We already uh, had that. I grew up in Monroe's Park. I went to St. Joe's High School. Okay. When I went to St. Joe's High School, I didn't have much in common with the spoiled brat trust fund Hinsdale drug addict scumbag. Yes. I palled around with the other kids like me, who, by the way, they didn't look like me. They look like you. I got to meet them. Mm -hmm. I love them. I was with their family. Their mothers gave me rides home. My mother gave them rides home. Yes. None of it ever mattered. They had stood on principles of America. They were proud. I thought that everybody thought like that. It wasn't until I saw the Democrat sewer. And by the way, look at the quality of life in these ghettos that are constructed by corrupt government. Why Mm -hmm. are so few, and I hate even talking like this, people of color, why are they still loyal to the very slave master that guarantees their servitude and their mediocrity in the quality of their life? Why in the world are we here in the year 2021 where I've got notable Klansmen like Joe Biden who hung around with Robert Byrd? How in the world can this happen? It's not a, uh, it's really not a loyalty for so long. Only one side ever showed up. And so it was the difference between voting for the, almost like the lesser of two evils. When you actually look at like in the district that I live in, where we routinely for state rep never had a Republican uh, opponent on the ballot. And so oftentimes the incumbent was the only person on there. So it might be 20,000 votes available in the district, but only 5,000 people are actually even showing up. And so it's a minority of a minority that's actually voting for these people. Oftentimes in the black community, the vote is only about 35% of people showing up because the other side does not show up and offer anything else. And so then when we do show up, we tend to show up with like what we have right now. You know, look at who has the most commercials on the Republican side. Yeah, None fraud. of us are voting for that. You know what I'm saying? And so, so that's, yeah. And so that's, that's what ends up happening is that when the Republican Party often shows up, they show up with trash. And we're not voting for trash. Most people would just rather stay at home. Are, are there enough people? And, you know, we have to talk like this even though it offends the hell out of me. Yeah. Are there enough people that are not Caucasoids that are disgusted with the open and notorious Madigan mafia that destroyed not just the city anymore? We're not just talking about yeah. the city. You destroyed yeah. the whole damn state, and you got this 400-pound butter-handed trust fund corrupt bastard that's clearly going to win as far as I'm concerned. Right. And, and, and are there enough people that are tired of the game, or do they all just want those municipal BS pensions? Everybody's tired. And in my neighborhood, I live on the south side of Chicago. Everybody, regardless of race, is tired of the Democrat games. The problem is 
the other side has to actually show up with quality and, and actually show up with a plan. And so some of us are. It's not everybody on the Republican side that's not showing up. I show up every day. I have a team behind me that, that is showing up every day. But we are really in the minority in a lot of places. And so until we show up in mass force with quality plans and, and that, that actually, you know, uh, um, kind of curtail the, the Democrat policies that have destroyed everything, um, we're not going to see any change. Again, people will either leave the state, as you've seen, or they just won't vote. I and that's the problem. The Democrats are terrible, but the Republicans are also bad. And that's, that's the mindset of most people. I was lucky in life. I was raised by good men or capitalists. My one grandfather was a butcher. He used to sell meat from mm -hmm. stockyards. And on Saturdays, as a little kid, I'm talking 70s, early 70s, we would go around to the South Side, and I would see all the businesses. Back then, taverns yes. used to be like steakhouses. And we would go around, and you would see all the businesses that were owned by minorities. They owned all yes. the businesses in their neighborhood. And the 70s weren't great. There were still some rough areas. I mean, you know that. Yeah, but the yeah. reality is there were businesses. There were capitalists of all colors, of all genders. Yeah. Are there enough people in these communities that remember that time and want it back? Or are they just trapped by the lure of the, of the, of the socialism, of the Marxism, of the more something for nothing, in your opinion? Everybody... Uh, and, and I mean this, I, I, I talk to ex-cons, I talk to ex-drug dealers, I talk to the best and the worst that society has to offer on the South Side. And people want that they want, they're entrepreneurial. But the problem is that, that there's such a bureaucracy weighted down on them that they cannot attain it. And we do not have enough conservative candidates and conservatives who show up in these communities to break through that and to offer it. And, and it's funny that you mention that because one of the things that I do is to help uh, people actually start businesses on the south side of Chicago. We look at hubs on opportunity zones, but also their own personal capital. So there, there's some of us who are trying to rebuild that and, and finding ways to, uh, to jump over the government bureaucracy. But it's not enough of us. It really isn't. You know, do you that, know Gary uh, Rabine? Yeah. Do you know I him? do know Gary Rabine. Yes, yeah. very well. That's, that's somebody you got to get hooked up with. I have to tell yeah. you, um, you know, it was inspiring. There are, there's more integrity among convicts. There's more integrity among criminals. Absolutely. You know, than there are yes. among these Democrat politicians. Are, they, are the people aware of just how this climate of devastation, the drug dealing, the gang banging, all of it, could not exist unless it had cover from politicians from Kim Fox. Yes. Are, the, are the good people as disgusted with peanut head Kim Fox oh, as I am? People are tired of Kim Fox. I think if these people could drag her out of that office, they would. Kim Fox, the, the chief judge here in Cook County, um, you can go up and down. The, the, the lack of prosecutions, uh, the lack of uh, effective policing because of bad policy that prevents them from policing, people are sick of it. You know, they want their communities back. They're sick of this Foy card, this unconstitutional Foy card nonsense where, where legitimate homeowners and business owners could just, if the police aren't going to come, let us protect our own stuff. We got it. And we got good aim. But, but it, it's, it, we don't have access to our Second Amendment rights. If the Democrat mafia gets wind that people of all races, of all genders, of all sexual preferences yes. demand freedom and Americanism, over their 
BS, utopian, Keynesian, socialist yes. fraud that makes them gods. They're going to get nervous. So what you did today is something not a lot of people can do. You actually brought me absolute optimism, and I am excited <laughs> that you are a part of an Illinois Republican, and I don't like Illinois Republicans. You might be the one, aside from Gary Rabine. So I want to thank you for coming on, and you keep thank up the you. fight. And if you ever need me or anything, I want you to come on and tell me what you need, and why don't you tell the people right now about your function? Sure. Um, so we're having uh, two election integrity workshops, one on April 13th at 6 p.m. That's a Wednesday and April 20th at 6 p.m. The one on April 20th is going to be at Shooters. Uh, I'm sorry, Scooters, 700 West Jefferson Street in Shorewood. The one on April 13th, we're going to announce the, 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 uh, the place of that one. You can go to southsidegop.org to find out that and any information you need to know about election integrity, register to vote. If you want to get some real good conservative stuff, we are right here on the south side of Chicago. We register voters, pass out pocket constitutions, help businesses. We are doing the work that the whole party should be doing. So if you want to see uh, conservative evangelism at work, visit us, southsidegop.org, and on all social media, southsidegop. Very good. Well, listen, I hope one day I meet you. I really enjoyed having you on. Thank you very much. Thank Keep you. up the fight. Appreciate you. All right. All right. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. AM560, the answer. That's all they got. They got to stoke the divisions. They can't afford for people to look at exactly what is going on. The absolute and total bastardization of America as it devolves into a government oligarch system. So they'll keep threatening people who ask for American principles. They'll keep calling names and designating you as domestic terrorism because the reality is we're the only country that fought against a ruler, the only one. We are born of anarchists who wanted their own liberty and law to be the shield rather than the spear. The modern-day Democrat is yesteryear's Marxist, communist, socialist, fascist scum. Which is why all of their upcoming rules will be tyrannical. If we do see a significant surge, particularly one that might result in increased hospitalizations, we have to be prepared to pivot and perhaps reinstitute some of those restrictions. Now, I don't think you will, pickle face. I don't think you're ever going to do that. You're never going to do it to me. You might do it to your willful slaves, but you won't do it to me. Kevin, Austin, Texas. Oh, Sean, I was so excited to hear you have Devin Jones on the show. He's a great guy. I've been following him on Twitter at, uh, at Devio, D-E-V-I-O. Uh, no, he's one of the Twitter guys anymore. that... I know you don't. But he has, he's one of those guys that... Uh, but he has, He's one of those guys that's trying to change the Republican Party in Illinois from the inside out and the bottom up. He was talking about getting more people to become the committeemen yeah. uh, to change it. And that's what the whole precinct strategy is that I call about. But anyhow, he's, he's, he's exciting. I and, love it. And uh, I th- he's somebody who can do it. So and now that I'm at him, him I'm going to make sure he has an evacuation plan. We'll get him set up down here when all else fails. <laughs> Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Doug in the South Loop. Yeah, uh, I missed a lot of this last segment, but uh, the, the guest was saying that the – Republicans have a lot of trash candidates in Illinois. So my question for you, Sean, is 
why would a great Republican candidate run for a seat in the state house of Illinois? What would he do? What would he hope to accomplish? Well, from uh, what I, I think understand, the only function. Yeah, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say the only function that I have seen of the GOP in this state is to give Democrats a culprit to blame things on. I don't see any point of or any belief in this incremental hope uh, for Republican Party in Illinois. But push back against that. Go ahead. No, well, brother, uh, I agree with you more than I disagree. But what I will say to you is ultimately the experience that people, the quality of life, the lack thereof in Illinois is enough to take people who were not engaged which is the only real avenue, because if you're a, if you're a voter, if you're an engaged Illinois voter, you're in on the mafia or you're just too stupid to see it. But if you take what what Devin was referring to as those 60, 70, 80 percent of people who are tired, sick and tired and see it and you get them engaged, then you could change it. You could change it in a hurry. But yeah, it's an uphill battle. But, Doug, there's always hope. And then if not, there's always an evacuation plan. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. But, you know, it's interesting why I say evacuation plan. Kamala Harris and I, for once, agree. And not just on lunch is not is is not just the time for sandwiches, but maybe a little foreplay. The governor and I and we were all um, doing a tour of the library here and um, talking about the significance of the passage of time. Right. The significance of the passage of time. So when you think about it, there is great significance to the passage of time in terms of what we need to do to lay these wires. What we- Yeah, we don't have the time for you anymore. It's time to impeach your party. It's time to take back our Americanism by throwing you out because we don't have the time for corrupt political whores and pimps such as yourself and your boss to destroy our nation anymore. 312-642-5600. AM 560. The answer. Gotta get back in time. Oh, yeah. Back in time, baby. Back in I'd like time. to get back out of this dystopian Orwellian USSA. I want the USA back. I'm looking at Pippi Lystocking with her fake red hair and her black eyes. Oh, she's got eyes like she was part of Murder, Inc. Do you ever see the eyes on her? There's, you can't even see a pupil black. Not to mention, what's with the teeth? I thought they had a dental plan at the White House. No dental plan? All right, whatever. Um, you know, when we talked to our Canadian author, Derek Bullen, I brought up Arthur Cutton. This is a guy that the, the money this guy made had nothing. One of the original speculating geniuses. And yet, his record of taking nothing and making millions pales in comparison to the stock trading of Nancy Pelosi, Jesse Livermore. Faber, J.P. Morgan, all of them, none of them have the success rate of the inside trading drunken stumble bum Speaker of the House. She gave a little talk this weekend, and I'm not kidding you. I don't know what the hell she was talking about. Do you? Sending stuff over to the Senate, well, most of the product that we've done is, except now we, we may have added in the last day or so, and some of what we added is Senate. To the bill, like a what? hearing. Bernie doesn't like hearing. Excuse me. Bernie loves hearing. <laughs> Manchin doesn't want hearing in the bill and all that stuff. Um, so some is Senate oriented, and then we have the family medical need. We figured if they're putting things in, then we can put something in, if, even if Manchin doesn't like it. So, um, uh, so we are getting some 
bird and privilege. What? I think, I think mostly we're getting privilege scrub. Because privilege drug is deadliest to a bill. Bird is important. It's, you have Unedited. to take it out. But privilege violation can take you out. Speaker of the House cannot speak. You're fired. Now, either she's drunk or she's high, but this should be used for one thing. If we can achieve one thing, I want blood tests, drug tests on any elected official. And I want random, random, because we've lost this country, not to just the corrupt political whore and pimp, but to morons, open and notorious morons these are the dumbest people among us that somehow stuck lipstick on put on a suit told a fable and now are destroying my damn country you rat back how did this happen what about the virus if it was so deadly what what is she 90 she's been drunk since the 70s right after she was a go-go dancer no she wasn't a go-go dancer her father was a gangster he owned the, the, the the tavern John Palatine. Hey, Sean. Hey, question for you. Now, this uh, Ken Griffin, I-, I can't imagine for the life of me, why did he give a single penny to this uh, charlatan fraud Richard Irvin who voted for Biden? I mean, I can see Ken Griffin giving money to maybe uh, Gary Rabine or Darren Bailey, but not a guy who votes for Biden. Apparently, apparently he's swindled by a money bundler scumbag who, by the way, did you know there's a lot of money in this business? Oh, but there is. So when Ken Griffin strokes a check for twenty five million to the fraud Democrat Irving, he doesn't get twenty five million. Six percent goes into the money bundler's name account. So there's there's a swindler in the mix. We got to get it who he is, but he's clearly a swindler. And then they sold the people. They sold the people on a poll that they took. The poll was very expensive and very, very deliberate. They spent millions, from what I understand. I don't have this confirmed. It's a story I heard. And the poll said, you know, how could you get the people who voted for Laura Underwood and Sean Caston to vote Republican again? And the reason was, these are the people with the no hate signs in front of their house. The whole time. Oh, yeah, hate voting, has no home hate, here. Hate has no home. Voting away their own prosperity and their children's future. These are morons in Illinois that are too stupid to realize who Democrats are in Illinois. So it's a swindle. So they figured they'd get, what's his name, Irving? Irving in there. And he would get all of the people to come out and, and vote. Hey, where are the white women at? And that's the goal. That's who they're trying to get. All the pseudo Democrats who gave away Illinois, and who still think that there's a Republican Party instead of a Democrat mafia. Thank you, John. So it's a, it's, a, it's a polling thing, and they think this is the most benign dummy. They don't care about policy when all I care about is policy. I don't care what race, what gender, what sexual proclivity. Are you an American, or are you a Fabian? Are you a socialist? Are you a Marxist, communist, whatever, collectivist? And they like a guy like this, after all. He's their favorite kind of fascist. He's middle of the road, except when it comes to vaccines and masks and taking away your business. Then he's no different than that fat slob, J.B. Pritzker. The only difference is I think this guy actually went to war and could do a push-up. Ta-da! That's the only difference. That should be the voting slogan. Vote for a Democrat who can do a push-up. 
endorse Irving because he's not a Republican. He's not a conservative. He's just part of the Illinois problem. Go ahead, run one of his commercials. I think I get a piece of that action. Greg LaGrange. Hey, how you doing? Aggravated. Just think of this, you? Sean. Yeah. Think of this. Third in line with the Speaker of the House. Right. My original comment worse? is... Could she do worse? I got Joe Biden on a changing table. Xi Jinping's oh. making fun of him after he's owned the whole damn government. He's got 52 senators. Who knows what the hell he's bought? The definite, he's definitely infiltrated our government, though. And now he's making more money than Americans are. Go ahead. I, I think Lee from Hammond has a real good point from the last segment. I think they should question a new judicial nominee and ask her about what she thinks about the uh, the imprisonment of some of these people that are in the Capitol building. I'll tell you Capitol what building. I told him. You're too smart to and, think this is honest or has any bit of integrity. We are a banana republic. She is merely an affirmative action placement. She doesn't need to be, have principles of Americanism or understand American law as the shield of the citizen. She is the ideological Marxist, and she fits the bill of gender and race. So she's in, brother. Right? You don't stand a chance here. Get used to her. The other, yeah, the other thing is, real quickly, reading the Wall Street Journal today, it's ironic Dick Durbin comes out and says, we've got to bring civility back to these hearings. It's oh, unbelievable. Thanks. And in that very same Wall Street Journal, one of their cover, one of their cover uh, lead stories was the descent of San Francisco into an ungovernable, a lawless city. Uh, I believe Nancy Pelosi out in California has some sway in that area. I Dick mean, it's, Durbin. It's just, it's just unbelievable to is look a monotone at what Marxist to this country. Dick Durbin just speaks in a monotone. And people forget, Greg, that he's elected 1984. 84! What's the quality of life in Illinois from 1984 till now? Yet there's never been anybody more secure. The Democrats don't care that his unattractive Viagra Slayer wife is also a lobbyist. They don't care that his cork on the fork, nephew, cousin, whatever, also a lobbyist. He's the perfect example of a mafia, Irish mafia Democrat worth untold millions the whole time the quality of life is destroyed under his regime. And the American Chicago Democrat loves it. They just want in on it. 312-642-5600. AM560, the answer. I notice when I come home in the evening, she got nothing nice to say to me. Good song. Look at you. Girl hands, invaluable. She said, you got the red money yet? I said, no. I can't find no job. I'm going to get somebody to pay this rent. It's Mr. McMillan. Would you like 30 seconds more? Allow me to introduce myself. I represent the rent is too damn high party. Me too. Rent is too damn high. Inflation. Everything's too damn high. So under the dystopian USSA, where corruption is being normalized, where the destruction of our Bill of Rights, the seizure of our liberty and our assets and our property, our economy, where it goes rampant, I see the next couple of stages. First, there will be this. You know, you said you're going to stay in this job until we get out of the pandemic phase. Of course, you've been serving your country now for decades. Are we approaching the point where we are past the pandemic phase and you'll uh, go get some rest? <laughs> I'm not so sure, George. I want to make sure. No, he's going to clamp it down. He's sure he's become worth tens of millions of dollars. It's all part of it. Sure, his wife is corrupt as could be. And sure, they've turned over the control of our government to big pharma, military industrial complex, and the rest of it. And then when you wiggle against it, I also see the plan. 
I really do. Thank you, sir. I appreciate your bringing this bill, and I'm a proud sponsor, and I certainly hope we do pass it. Domestic terrorism is a problem in this country. It's a problem now, particularly with white nationalists and white supremacists. I think the problem is systemic government corruption. I do. And I don't care how many TikTokers you hire. Why is gas so expensive and why is the United States inflation rate at a four-time decade high? I had the opportunity to ask the White House why gas down the street is $7 and here's what they said. It's their policies. The corruption is normalized. The insider trading. The destruction of America and the representative republic as it's turned over to the United Soviet States of America is going to be normal for a little while, but not while I'm here. I'm going to make sure we tear it down. And I don't care what names they call me. Just start off with American. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.